You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you. And the message coming right up is crafted by heaven, not just to challenge you, but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Pastor Goodheart Obi Ekweme. Please turn very quickly together with me to Matthew 25. Matthew 25, I want to crave your indulgence as our custom is to stand on your feet. Everybody, everybody, every boy, every girl. Not for Pastor Goodheart, no, but for the Lord Jesus Christ, the second person of the Godhead. We stand for kings and presidents. We can stand for God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Now, our text is quite lengthy, very deliberately so. Let's read very clearly, very boldly, very courageously. I want to hear you read, don't drop out, read all the way to the end. Matthew 25, 14 to verse 30. One, two, three, go. For the kingdom of God is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servant and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave talent, five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged the earth and hid his lord's money. After a long time, the lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Better thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man. Reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges. And then at my coming, I should have received mine own with the usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which that hath ten talents. For unto everyone that hath shall be taken, shall be given, I beg your pardon, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. For an assignment this morning, building capacity for more, part number two. Building capacity for more, part number two. Father, yet again on bending knees with hearts and hands, raise up on you with thank you for the awesome to gather at the feet of Jesus, Rabboni, teacher of teachers, I beseech you again to take a coal of fire, place upon the lips and the tongues of clay of the seven son of God, that I will come to your people with a word from the throne of grace. Cause my mind to become nimble, 
my thoughts to be agile, my tongue to be as a pen of the ready writer. Use this tongue to pen your indelible word in the hearts of these your people. We vow us always to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for the amazing things we know you're set to do in us, through us, by us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Let somebody shout a believe in amen. amen. You may be seated in God's wonderful presence. Hallelujah. I want to take the liberty to honor and celebrate the entire Roderick family this morning. Having crossed the Rubicon of the first year anniversary as a church. It's a good place to clap. If you're clapping, clap properly. Clap properly. It's interesting that great things have small beginnings. It's interesting that the king of kings would choose to birth. His only begotten son in a manger. In a place most unlikely. Somebody once said, the only thing that you begin from the top and you go down is grave digging. The only thing you begin from the top and go down is grave digging. Everything else begins from the bottom and begins to rise. Your beginnings helps to tell your story to other people. Many people want to start life on the top. Want to start their marriage on the top. Want to start their business on the top. But really, if you began your marriage, your career, your business at the top, you really don't have much of a testimony. Today, I'm grateful that I have a testimony of a 20-year marriage that began really at the bottom. In a little dingy house in Surulere. For those who have heard me say it before, linoleum carpet. Not rug as you know rug to me. Cane chairs. When I put on my generator then, it sounded like the siren of a governor coming down the street. Second hand fridge, second hand AC, second hand almost everything. The one thing that was new was a brand new, brand new uh, um, cooker that came as a gift in the company that my wife worked at that time. What am I saying? There was a beginning. And what you're not prepared to start small, you will never see the greatness of it. I think I'm talking to somebody here. I just moved from somewhere. I didn't know I'll be at. There is somebody under the sound of my voice. You know yourself for marriage. You found who you are to marry. But you're confused because you don't quite seem to have, as far as world's standard is concerned, the wherewithal. You don't have an account that is tasked up in millions, but you have something to work with. You have a place to lay your head. It may be a bedroom. It may be one room. Maybe two bedrooms somewhere in Yanya or outskirts of town, but it's somewhere to start with. Child of God, launch out. Don't wait for everything to be in place for, for you to launch out into your ministry. We launched out a year ago when it didn't look right to launch out. Don't wait for everything to look right for you to launch out into your business. Launch out when God says launch out. The Lord said to Simon and Peter, Simon and Peter, you've told all night and caught nothing. <laughs> you've exercised your expertise, your professionalism in fishery and Greek and, and all of that and you've caught nothing. Now, I want to give you a prophetic word. Launch out! into the deep end. He, 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 he stammered, he stunted, he staggered. He said, Lord Master, I, I know what to do. I know how to do it. I'm a professional. I've been here all night. It's normally in the night that people catch big catches. Now in the daytime, lunch, I said, nevertheless, at your word. And the Bible says, at the word of the Lord, he launched out and caught what preachers call a net-breaking, bone-sinking catch. I double-dare you in the name of the Lord to launch out. For now is the moment somebody shout, I'm launching out. This is the word somebody came to hear this morning. Everything is extra. I know what I'm saying for somebody under the sound of my voice. It's time to launch out. I believe I receive. We've seen progress. We've seen great growth. We've seen great increase. I said in the early part of the service that birthdays and birth years afford you the all. Opportunity to contemplate and see where you're coming from, how far God has brought you, to pause, to ponder, to give God thanks. Because except the Lord was on your side through the one year, you'd have lost your mind and gone local. 
There are people under the sound of my voice today, if it wasn't God who had been there for you, you wouldn't be sitting here in your right mind. You are complaining, you don't have a house, don't have a car, don't have a desire. But look at you, you're still alive and well. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise you the Lord. If you can praise God for something, something is about to become everything. God will never allow the devil to rob you of everything. Something must remain. There is a clap. There is a jump. There is a dance. There is one naira. You can rob pennies. There's always something. Second Kings verse 4. Elijah stepped into the house of a widow woman. And here she was crying, complaining. And remember, my, my husband was one of your prophets. He was in your Bible school. He's a mentee to you. But he died broke. He left us in debt. And the creditors are after my two boys. Do something for me. Saints, it's interesting that you can be anointed and still be broke. It's interesting that you can be called of God, quote-unquote blessed of God, and still not seem to see the manifestation of that blessing. It's interesting that you can see the hand of God in one area of your life, but yet still don't seem to see the hand of God in another area. You, 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 you are successful academically, but you are broke financially. You are successful in your health, but you're sick in some area of your marriage. Some area is rising up, but the other area is a place of concern. Church! Look at the areas that need attention and ask God for wisdom to do the needful to bring them back to where they belong. God doesn't want to heal you in one area at all. No, he wants to make you whole. John 10, 10, there is one who comes to kill, to steal, to destroy. But I've come to give you not just life, but to give you life in abundance. Life mentally, life spiritually, life psychologically, life financially, life bodily, life maritally. He wants you to be whole. Don't manage one area of your life. Yes, your marriage is fine, but in one area you're sick. No. Determine, propose in your mind, I am going to get everything that God paid for. If he died for it, I want it. I don't want to wait till heaven for me to walk in health. No, sir. The Bible declares, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I was, I am, I remain here. I want it now. Are there things that God has afforded you in redemption you haven't seen now? You have to make up your mind, I am going for it. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I refuse to allow any area of my life where people ask, where is my God? May God turn your troubles for double. Your amen sounds very crazy. Amen. May God turn your troubles for double, double joy in the place of double sorrow. Somebody shout a big amen. Oh, yes. Do something for me. My husband left us broke. The man of God said, what do you have in your this morning, I ask you again, Roderick, what do you have in your house? And before you answer me like the woman answered the prophet, I have nothing. It wasn't that she had nothing, but something she had, she despised. So in her mind, this thing is too this thing is too small for God to do anything with it my prayer is too small my fasting is too small my seed is too small my little oil is too small my praise, my dance is too small my degree, my diploma my pedigree is hey, there is nothing you have that is too small for God to work with if you place something in your hand into the hand of Jesus it will multiply it as long as it's in your hand, it's compared to nothing.
but moving from your hand to the hand of Jesus something that was small here becomes more than enough touch him and say God can work with what you have left preach 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 let them hear a preacher push them God can work with something you have left yes God will never allow the devil to take everything away no sir some things may be lost but you will never allow everything to be lost there must be something remaining no matter how small the cruise of oil is God can work with it I'm to strengthen the things that remain. You have a sense of insecurity? There's some things still remaining. God can strengthen you. You have fear, anxiety, and panic. There's still some things God can work with. I shared the testimony. I shared again. For years in my life as a preacher, I fought the spirit of fear. I fought anxiety. I fought panic attacks. But when I began to turn my heart over to God, to embrace the love of God that is unconditional, because nothing drives fear like the love of God. Perfect love casts out fear. Nothing delivers you from fear, anxiety, and worry like the revelation that Jesus loves me. He loves me unconditionally. He loves me in spite of me. He loved me because somebody said, Jesus loves me. Your wife may not love you. Your husband may not love you. Your father, mother may not love you. Your kids, but Jesus loves me. He loved me so that he died when I was yet in sin. The love of God. There's still something remaining. Pastor, what is remaining? The breath of life? Are you breathing in and out? We saw that the journey of life is progressive. The path of adjustment turns brighter and brighter to the day of perfection. We saw that. We saw that God desires for us to move from stagnation to progress. We saw that God doesn't only want you to have motion, but for you to have progressive motion. We saw that there is nothing in your life by way of test, trial, difficulty that you cannot conquer. In the words of Jesus, in John 16, 33, in the world there is tribulation, but in me you have peace. I have overcome the world. You can either stay in the world and have tribulation, or you can realign yourself with the truth that you are in Christ, and Christ in you, and enjoy the victory. We saw that the enemy is not a gentleman, he's a rough, he's a rough boy. He comes to kill, to steal, to destroy. That's not games. The devil's not playing catapults with you. No. He's got real weapons. He's not only trying to slow you down. He really wants to mess you up. But we're thankful that once, that they, as long as there is the devil doing what he's doing, that God, through Jesus Christ, said he came to give us life. And life in abundance. Glory to God. We saw that Satan must be resisted and confronted for us to conquer. Matthew eleven twelve. 12. Since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence taken by force. There's certain things you have to determine in your heart of hearts. No way, man. Mountain, you gotta get down. Valleys, you've got to be filled up. Make up your mind. Enough is enough. You can't even obey simple instructions and you want victory and dominion. You're asked to pray, you don't pray. You're asked to study, you don't study. You're asked to give, you don't give. And you just want to live your life based on F-A-T-E, fate. What happens will happen. Many wrong things will happen. Nature abhors a vacuum. What you don't insist on, the devil will feel. Hello, somebody? It's a law of physics that says that, that every object remains stable until an external force is applied upon it. 
So life cruises in a place you don't want to go downward spiral destruction until a higher force comes to push it upward. Oh, there's a law of gravity activated here now. Everybody here is under the influence of gravity. That's why you're sitting down. Jump up, you come down. What goes up comes down. But on the plane, two forces are active on the plane beyond gravity. It's called thrust and lift. It's a higher law or higher laws than gravity. You must be willing to apply, apply a higher law of faith, F-A-I-T-H, that is higher than F-A-T-E. What you don't confront, you don't conquer. What you don't resist will remain. Hello, somebody? Hello, somebody? Maybe you don't know it. There's certain things that God has allowed to be around you right now. Really, really, if you don't know it, but really, really, I'm getting ahead of myself now. God allows those things to remain there. Listen carefully. So when you rise to confront them, you build capacity. Tandogos kataya. How is it that David was anointed king in 1 Samuel 16 in the midst of his brethren? 1 Samuel 16. Then by verse 17, you see David's father Jesse sent David as an errant boy to the battlefield where Goliath was roaring, bringing about intimidation to the entire children of Israel. For 40 days he roared, who is able to stand me for 40 days? Don't let the devil out talk you. He talked and nobody counteracted him. He talked, beat his hand upon his chest. Who can stand against Goliath? Everybody had their tails between their feet, including King Saul. It's not by the crown, it's by anointing. It's not by position, it's by anointing. There was one who was anointed, who knew how to commune with his father and began to talk back. Who had vowed, oh, uncircumcised Philistine. He was talking about the covenant. You don't have a covenant I have with God and here you are making a boast against my God. So today, I'll bring your head down and give your head to the birds. It was a war of words. Goliath spoke, but little boy David spoke back. You've got to learn to speak at the voice of the enemy that says you will never be well. That cancer is taking you out. That HIV is taking you out. That barrenness is taking poverty in no sir you will live and not die to declare the wondrous works of the almighty god talk back at the devil the devil has a voice he has ears also oh the devil has told me he will kill me prematurely say you're joking man i've seen myself in coffins but i've jumped back again why it wasn't my time you can't kill a dreamer dreamers don't die the dream in dreamers is too powerful for death to take them out. Talk back at the devil. Talk back at pain. Talk back at fear. Talk back at anxiety. Talk back at that spirit behind your husband that makes you feel pain. Bind it. Pick up his shirt in the night. Rekatoska takaka. I call you back home. You are joined to me in holy matrimony. We join us one and two, not anybody else. I bind you from anybody else. Rekatupa. Oh, annoy the shirt. You belong to my bed, not some, some strange woman's bed. Talk. Call your wife back home. Magadayatabala. Don't let the devil out talk you. Don't let medical science out talk you. They check you. You know what you have? This is, this is your, this kids people know. This is hypertension, the highest level. This is cancer state three, state four. Ah, ah, are you still at, how are you walking? Are you okay? Are you walking? Then you that bounce to the hospital like a lion, you go back. <laughs> wow. I have six months to go. You don't have six months. You have years to go. Keep on living. Keep on winning. What? Your life is hidden with Christ in God. Greater you see that is in you than all the devils in the world. Talk back to the devil. Talk back to the Nigerian economy. Oh yes, we'll build in record time. 
God will lead us to nations in record time. This year, I see Roderick in different cities. Maybe even different nations. I see a Bible school standing up to raise, to train, to release men to the fullness of their destinies. Talk back at the enemy. God is not limited by finances. No, your dream limits God. Write it down. Your dream limits God. Genesis 13, 14, I believe. After Lot was separated from Abraham. God said, look upward. Look northward, southward, eastward. As far as you can see. I, God, gave it unto you. That's my message. Your capacity determines the degree and the level to which God will pour into you. Your capacity is a limiter to how far you can go with God. Have one container here, a glass. Another container here, a glass. Another container here, a glass. Ketobolos. Imagine for a moment that this water indicates the ceaseless botongada, the unending, unswerving blessings of God from heaven. Which means this water never runs dry. This water is likened to the water that Jesus Christ said to the woman at the well of Samaria. You, 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 I will give you water that you will drink, that you will not thirst again. If you drink from this well, you will thirst again. But I have water to give you that you will never thirst again. Likened to the water in John 7, that said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And so God says, this is good heart. This is Danderson. This is D.O.D. Is that right? So God begins to pour. And he pours his blessings upon this young man. Called D.O.D. Holding this as an illustration. He pours and pours and pours and pours and pours. He gets to this point. Something begins to happen. The water being poured overflows. Why? There is a lack of capacity to carry the unceasing, unlimited blessings. So he complains in church, Oh God of heavens, will you bless me? God comes back, Yes, my son, I heard your prayer. Oh God, I want a wife. I want a financial breakthrough. I want healing. Oh God, give me the nations. I heard you, my son. Oh God, take my business from the local scale to the national scale and then the global scale. I heard you, my boy. What is happening here? He lacks the capacity to contain and to retain what heaven has so generously given to him. Imagine, for instance, that he walks on himself and his capacity moves from this size to this size. And then God transfers this blessing. Can you see that? Can you see the blessing? This blessing is indicative of his former capacity. So now, he prays the same prayer he prayed here. Oh God, bless me. Lift me. 
Shift me. Change me. I want to see your glory. I hear you, my boy. What's going on here? Did God change? I said earlier in the morning, in the equation of life, God is the constant. And man, the variable. Malachi 3, 6, he's the same yesterday. Today, beg your pardon, Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus, the same yesterday. Today, and forevermore, Malachi 3, 6, I am the Lord God, I change not. The same God. The same God who is ever ready to bless. Ever ready to heal. Ever ready to see this place explode in numbers. Expand in numbers beyond your comprehension. Ever ready to see you live in your own house. He comes to pour again. He comes to a point again. What happens here? God is still blessing. It begins to overflow. We ought to reassess our prayer point. Should we ask for God to bless us or for God to expand our capacity for more? We pray the prayer of Jabez. 2 Chronicles 4 verse 9, I believe. Oh, that thou will bless me. That is only prayer point one. We don't pray the full prayer of Jabez. Oh, that thou will enlarge my capacity. Enlarge my territory. Because the blessings of God that you're able to retain and keep hey, is directly related to your capacity. Thank you, Judy. God bless you. Am I helping somebody here? Let me try to be more practical. A young man walks up to Goodhart after Sunday morning service. Man of God, man of God, oh man of God. Please pray for me. Please pray for me. Please pray for me. I said, what is it, my brother, what is it? He said, well, I have a dream, I have a desire. I said, what's your desire? I, I dream of me becoming the MD CEO of a multi-billion dollar company. I said, wonderful, that's good. I said, and what have you done to arrive there? I said, well, I come to church regularly. I pay my tithe and I serve. I'm involved in the usher's team. Very active in church. I hardly miss any service. I'm prompt, I'm on time. I said, yeah, 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 those things are good. They're good and necessary. But you don't become the MD of a multi-billion company just by speaking in tongues only. Because if I put you there, the company will mess you up. Not because you're not anointed. Please, listen, don't miss the point. I beg you. Not because you're not anointed or not gifted, but because you simply lack capacity. Wow. So many believers have a calling into politics. Calling into governance. Calling into business. And their trump card to excel in these various areas is just the fact that they are born again and they're in church. They have been revived in logic. No, 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 no. That is foundation. But in addition to being revived, you need to develop what is called capacity. The church doesn't like this. Because we have made the things of God really uh, a thing of it may happen, cannot happen, will happen, shall not happen. No. God regards and relates with people based on their capacity. I'll give you an instance. A young man that I'm discipling currently, fantastic businessman, and I pray with him. 
just to stand with him because I know that God is doing great things in his life. We're discussing some days ago and I, I was praying with him. I said, as I got through praying with you, I said, my brother, there's an impression in my heart. And it's not just about you only, but also about me. So what's the impression? The impression is this. The kind of water volume that heaven is about to pour in your life. I believe is by his mercy, he hasn't opened the valve yet. Wow. Why? Because God is getting you ready for what he has for you already. Wow. Am I helping anybody here? Whew, help me, Lord. There are certain blessings if God were to release them over your life as much as you're praying day by night. Oh, give me, oh, give me breakthrough, oh, breakthrough, oh, breakthrough, oh, lifting, oh, power, higher, power, fire, taker, toker, revive. You're praying. But were God to release the faucet of his blessings in that regard, God may be looking for you. He may be finding you in church in prayer meeting because you're gone. The jets go to switch you. The comfort of the car go to switch you. The comfort of the house go to switch you. So today, it go begin to switch you past God's presence. Sounds funny? It's real. One prayer I prayed publicly and privately, God, don't bless me with anything that will take me away from you. No house, no car, no jet, no plane. Please don't. I beg you publicly. Don't. If you know it will stand between me and you, don't give it to me. Because there's certain things that when God to release over you, you lack the capacity to contain it. So the issue begins to be that it's not that God is withholding any good thing from you. He's generous. He's liberal. Romans 8, 31. If God be for us, who can be against us? 32. If God did not spare his only son, how shall he not with that same son give us all things freely, liberally? God is not stingy. Ephesians 3, 2. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all we can ask, think or imagine, according to the power that is at work within us. He's able. God is able. No good thing will he with from them that walk uprightly. The key now is, God is saying, capacity. Capacity. You've got to build Capacity for more. Capacity for more. Don't be satisfied with the good. Because the enemy of the best is not the bad, but the good. The challenge with many believers, as is com commonly said, is not that they aim too high and miss it, but it's that they aim too low and they get it. Wow. Please aim higher than where you've been aiming. Because one of the enemies of excellence is mediocrity or containment. Walogo Dea. Containment is not the same thing as contentment. It's very important to know that. God desires for you and I to be contented. As a matter of fact, godliness with contentment is a great gain, great profit. Contentment means that wherever you find yourself in God, you are satisfied in it. In God, not in man. But containment 
means you've allowed the enemy to box you into a place where though you are not experiencing all that God has in store for you, but you've been contained. For everyone who situations, circumstances, shackles, shackles of poverty and lack, shackles of disease and infirmity has sought to contain by the power that is in the blood of Jesus Christ, I decree and declare such shackles broken in the name of Jesus Christ. As a bird let loose from the cage, I decree by the mercy of the Lord, you are out of that prison yard. You are free to soar with the eagles to heights unimaginable. You are able to see beyond the mountain top. You are able to see your God from whence comes your help. You are able to see beyond your paternity and your maternity. Able to see beyond the limitations that held your daddy down, held your grandpapa down, held your mama down, held your grandpapa down. Your father came this high, very impressive to men, but God said he was still contained. I decree and declare every seal over our lives as a family be removed in the name of Jesus Christ. Every chain broken, every prison door cut asunder. Be free to be all that God said you will be in the name of Jesus. You will rise to the zenith of your career. You will rise to the zenith of your ministry. They won't cut your head in your pride. No, sir. Somebody shout, I believe I was Jesus. Massive deliverance is going on here now. Somebody just got rooted out from your paternity. There were things in your bloodline. There were, there were, there were codes. Grambo Dagada. There were codes written in your bloodline, your mother's line, your father. You didn't even know it. You just behave in particular ways. You don't know why or how. That's a code. But by the reason of the blood code, eh, such codes are disannulled. Every handwriting on the wall is erased in the name of Jesus. They say in your family, so and so happens. They hardly get married. They hardly stay in their homes when they get married. Ah, ah. That devil is a liar. Your case is different. By the virtue of the blood mark speaking over this assembly, we are exempt from every ill in the name of Jesus. You must strive to build capacity. Ha. Second Kings 4 verse 1 to 7. The story of the prophet and the widow woman. It says, oh man of God. Help me. My husband was in debt. The creditors are after my children, I'll be surprised if that man of God was faithful with his finances. I'm not sure he was a tither. I'm not sure he was a giver. I'm not sure he was saving. I'm not sure. He had a financial plan of any sort. I'm not sure. Was he anointed? More than likely. Was he a son of the prophet? More than likely. But he was a broke one too. They are broke preachers, but they are anointed preachers. You can be anointed still broke. Somebody once said humorously, anointing without money is annoyance. I don't know that I believe that 100%, but there's some method to that statement. When you carry a big vision and you don't see the provision, it's frustration. You see nations and see cities being built, but there's no mullah. It can be frustrating. If you're angry about me talking about money, I'll give you a Bible. Zechariah 117. Through prosperity shall my cities be spread abroad. 
Yes, you soar on the wings of prayer, but you soar on the wings of financial prosperity. Two wings. Two hands raised up the hand of Moses. One called Aaron, one called her. It wouldn't surprise me if they were indicative of the priest and king. You think we're here by just prayer? It's prayer, but we paid good money to the owner. Said, oh, well. So I'm not sure this prophet had kept in tune with his finances. You're still asking, should I tithe? Don't I tithe? <laughs> Be asking. A, a trial will convince you whether you should be tithing or not tithing. You know, you, you're following one boy on TV saying, hey, they're still in tight. Stay there. An experience will tell you. Do we shout about tithing? Yeah? No. The time will come when I teach on tithe from Genesis to the end. But the point to be made is this. This guy must have been anointed, but his finances were Jeez, time flies when you're having a good time with the Holy Ghost. Man, how'd I get here? Ah. All right, let me try my best. When your finances are not in tune with heaven's agenda and plan and program, you can fail in that area and still be anointed. Cut the long story short. Here's where I'm going. The prophet said, what do you have? All right? She said, nothing. She scratched her head. Oh, nothing is something. I only thought something is nothing because it looks small in my eyes. Then the man of God by the Spirit said, you go and borrow vessels. Somebody said borrow vessels. There's nowhere in the Bible I haven't seen where God said for you to borrow oil. You never borrow oil. You may borrow vessels because vessels speaks of capacity. I can be with Brother Ray, Brother Dan, Brother G.O.D., Brother Danison, uh, my, my wonderful wife, and by, by Robin Mines, iron sharpening iron, my capacity what will be enhanced. But I can't say give me your oil. The five foolish virgins asked for the oil of the wise. said, no, we don't give oil. We buy oil. Oil is bought. It's not buy with naira and cobra dollars, no. It means there is an exchange. You have to release something to get oil. You generate oil by yourself. Prayer, the word. You, is, oil is self-generated by the help of the Holy Ghost. But vessels, you can borrow. You can go to school. Lagos Business School. Harvard Business School. You can go to school to, to enhance your capacity. But you can't Go to school, quote unquote, to buy oil in that sense. Is that helping you? Come along, so short. Go borrow vessels. Wow, I wish I had time. I'll try my best. Help me, Lord Jesus. I cry for help. All right. So she brings many vessels from her friends around. Da, 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 da. People say, Oh, the Bible says, you shall not borrow. You shall not borrow. We shall not borrow. Well, we shall lend to nations. Yeah, yeah. The word borrow is not how you think it to be. The word borrow simply means you're going to get something you need for a moment in time. It's capacity. Huh? When you find capacity, don't be ashamed. Go for it. Don't be too proud to learn. Don't be too proud to sit under somebody that knows more than you. How to write English? Learn it. How to write letters? Learn it. Your poor English will not take you to the villa. You may have tongues, but your poor English won't take you to the villa. I want to be president. How you go be president? Like with what? What experience? What expertise? What do you know about Nigeria? What do you know about the nation? I speak in tongues. I'm born again. I'm a member of the logic. Yeah, very commendable. But you need capacity. So he said, as they poured to the vessels they brought, they kept on pouring, they kept on pouring, they kept on pouring, until the point in time where the entire vessels that were collected were filled. The Bible says, read it, 2 Kings 4, 1-7, and the oil stopped or ceased. Hey! The oil ceased, 
I mean, God stopped pouring. The miracle was cut short. What cut it short, God? No. God is a constant man, the variable. Your capacity. That's why. Ten people come to church. One came with a very low capacity. You're only fool of yourself. There's arrogance and there's pride. You don't want to be taught. You think you know all about the Bible. You're examining the preacher. Is it Greek or Hebrew? That's low capacity. But there's somebody who came hungry, empty, hungry for God. Feed me, man of God. Feed me, Holy Ghost. And based on their capacity, they drawn down from the same man of God. You disrespected. Why? Lack of capacity. God honors hunger. Matthew 5, 6. They that hunger thirst after righteousness shall be filled. How hungry are you? We've come through one year. God is saying, my son, there's much more. There's much more. Woo! There's much more. But I want you, good heart, to develop capacity. 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 Teach your people to develop capacity for more. Capacity. Capacity. You can't use yesterday's anointing for today's battles. There are cities to be taken. We need capacity. You've run with men. You're tired already. Run with horsemen. You're tired. Now, how can you run with chariots? Capacity. To be punctual on time. To serve with your gift. To be faithful with your gift. So much I can say. But let me give you the formula of capacity. Personal capacity. Write it down. Personal capacity is equals to your ability plus your resources plus your stewardship. Personal capacity equal to three things. Ability plus, wow. Resources, number three, plus stewardship. You got that? You got that? Can we go again? Personal capacity is equal to ability Plus what? Resources plus what? Stewardship or faithfulness. What does it mean, Pastor? I will explain because you asked. In the parable of the talents, the master gave, wow, <laughs> he gave three portions of talents, which the Bible said was money later on whatever it is, to three different people, right? Right? Five to one, three to another, then one to what? The third. If care is not taken, you will think that God was partial. The God just smiled on Brother Raymond and gave him five, smiled Sister Susan and gave her three, smiled on Brother Okay and gave him one. Just he likes his complexion, just likes his woman, just, just you know, mini, 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 three, five, five, three, one. That's it, that's me. I'm God. Why? I am God. I give what I like. But if you look closely, I think verse 15, there about. He gave them talents, listen, based on their several abilities. Those abilities were simply pre-existing. It was the abilities that recommended the resource. So God saw the size of the cup. 30 ml container. 20 ml container. 10 ml container. There are only containers. You don't blame God. It's a container. So when God came to give talents... He poured until the 30 was full. He would stop. <laughs> 20 was full. He would stop. 10 was full. He would stop. Why did he stop? 
the volume determined what can be contained. Wow. Are you here? Help me, Lord, to get to this point. He gave them talents according to their several abilities. So don't blame God for the resource he gave you. He gave you according to your capacity. But the beautiful thing about capacity is this. That every individual has a particular capacity. But the good news or the better news is this. Listen, don't miss this point. Don't miss the point. That personal capacity can be increased. Oh boy. Oh boy. You take somebody from pastoring a particular local assembly. Size, quality, quantity, impact. And take that person based on his capacity into the wilderness to start again. In no distance time, water will rise to the level of the capacity. Wow. I wish I had time. But I think God is helping you to understand, right? Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. So, personal capacity equals to ability plus resources plus what? Stewardship. Listen, you determine the capacity. God gives the resources. You determine whether the capacity will increase or decrease based on your stewardship. What are you doing with that membership class you were given to teach? 20, 25, 30. What are you doing with the opportunity to lead prayer here on Sunday for 10 minutes? What are you doing? With the opportunity to just be a member of a service team, what are you doing? With the opportunity to give offerings in a particular kingdom exploit or kingdom advancement, what are you doing? Because your faithfulness over little will recommend whether God will increase your resource at the next level. God is saying to us as a family, we have been blessed for one year. And he's saying, I have unseasoned blessing to pour in this second year. But it's challenging you and me of the need for us to increase our capacity. Perhaps that's why I said this year is our year of prayer. It's part of the things that helps to increase capacity. Just part of it. Beyond that, it's part of it. Many other factors that cause increased capacity. Part of it. Will you bow your heads? Because my time is up. Ask the Lord to help you. Pray the prayer of Jabez more meaningfully. Don't only bless me with resource. Give me capacity not to waste the resource. Wow. You can do much with a little if you're faithful, steward. Push that one in two, three minutes. We are done. Father, thank you for capacity. As a church, in this new year, we pray for grace, for capacity. Grant us grace to enlarge ourselves for what you pour into us beginning from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Oh God, capacity for the next level. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Goodhart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rajik, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, H-O-R-M, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Pastor Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That's info at R-H-O-G-I-C dot org. Also, download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of free quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. 
And for real-time ministry, you can follow Pastor Goodhart on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Pastor Goodhart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with His Spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth. Sunday and midweek service day. There are days many people traditionally get up in their best outfits and gather together to scratch a religious itch. But not anymore. At Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, Sunday and Wednesday are not just church because God is very deliberate about His agenda in this age and church as usual will not cut it in the times we're in. Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, is an apostolic gathering of God's people experiencing old-time revival for new era realities. God is bringing back His power and is calling you to carry it to the world. Sunday celebration service at 8 a.m. on Sundays and the Word and Worship Wednesday service every Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. at Rogic. All hold at the Golden Bird Event Center, Plot 859 A. Ame Ebute Street, Wye District, Abuja. And your host is Goodhart Obi Ekweme. On Sunday at 8 a.m. and Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. Don't just come to church, be the church. After all, there's already enough religion in the world. Revival House of Glory International Church is an expression of the Horn of Revival Ministry.